0: Saw his true intent. The realization rattled him. No one had ever seen beyond his veneer. She was a true seer, a witch. She was the one that God wanted him to kill. Are you okay? He said. Yes, yes, I'm fine. She moistened her lips. Tell me about this woman you love. He smiled, knowing he could be charming when it suited him. We met at the university, we're in the same class. What's her name? Carrie, I loved her very much. Why didn't she love me back? The predictable question coaxed some of the tension from her shoulders, and she eased forward a fraction. She smiled, but he knew her fear, as visible as the sweat on her brow, lingered. Carrie loves you, but she's afraid of her emotions. Despite his resolve to be strong, her soft voice speaking Carrie's name drew him in closer He wanted to believe Carrie had loved him. She said she hated me. She doesn't hate you. She loves you. You must go to her and tell her that you care. She spouted more nonsense about good fortunes and happiness, but when the timer buzzed, she immediately released his hand. His open palm lingered. He yearned for her touch. Emotions demanded he take her now. Kill, 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 but logic kept him on a tight leash. Wait, prepare. And so he quietly left the tent and used the next week to prepare his room for her. She was his first kill, and he wanted the details to be perfect. On the seventh night after his reading, he'd waited in the shadows. When she returned from her whoring in town and ventured to the carnival bathroom by the wood's edge, he grabbed her and covered her mouth with his gloved hand. An injection in her arm had immediately rendered her silent and compliant. He easily dumped her in the trunk of his car and brought her to this hunter's cabin, nestled in the hollow of the Virginia woods. Now, moonlight streamed through the small windows and mingled with the glow of three lanterns. The only concession to luxury in the rough cabin was a water pump, which fed into a deep basin furnishings were limited to a long wooden table and a few straight-back chairs by an old soot-stained hearth. Those who inhabited this place were prepared for a monk's life, an idea that appealed to him. Eagerness churned inside him. Too many years of fantasizing and dreaming were about to become reality, and it was hard to maintain control. His skin tingled, his stomach clenched. If he didn't soon unleash the raw energy brimming inside him, he'd go insane. Unable to wait for her to awaken, he grabbed a bucket of cold water and poured it on her face. She awoke cussing, screaming, and sputtering. The hint of panic behind her screams enhanced his excitement. He stared at her silk blouse, now wet and plastered to full, full breasts. Breathless, his own muscles aching with want, he retreated to the cabin's corner and sat down. He'd not expected so much desire. He'd always considered himself a chaste and prudent man, but she made him crave dark, evil passions. Anticipation burned through his body, and he knew if he didn't rein in his desires, he'd break his covenant with God. She must confess and be purified first. As she coughed, he muttered a prayer for patience. Retrieving the small Bible from his pocket, he gently kissed the gold cross embossed into the well-worn black leather the Bible had been a gift from his mother on his tenth birthday. Though not fancy or substantial in size, the book provided him with answers, insights, and in times of stress, it was a guiding force. With trembling fingers, he flipped through the pages, scanning and rereading passages. As he focused on the words, he suddenly felt her gaze through the blindfold. Her head was tipped back and cocked in his direction, Water dripped from her hair and face over a gold chain and down between the cleavage of her breasts. Tied up, cold and wet, she should have been contrite and scared, but instead she possessed a dark brooding bearing that unsettled him. He didn't like her absence of fear. Don't stare at me, he said. She shook her head. I'm blindfolded. I can't see anything. You are looking at me. So what if I am? Her voice was rusty, seductive. You are Satan's child. She actually smiled. So I've been told. Fury scraped at his nerves. He crossed the room and grabbed a fistful of her hair. He pulled a knife from his back pocket and pressed it to her neck so she could feel the